This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Huard. And Brooke Huard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Huard and Mike Salk. And fire! Welcome back to our uh, Friday Parents Are Away, the Kids Will Play show. Is that what you've kind of painted Oh, that's this fine. As? That's perfect. Matt Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Mike's <laughs> gone. Grumpy old man. That'd be my father. And then Brock, emotional. That'd be my mom. They're both <laughs> gone. And then we just kind of have a really nice show. I think you know, we calm down. You guys are not on swimmingly. edge. Swimmingly. Have we you know, acknowledged again that the Mariners keep winning with Salt Cow? That's very true. <laughs> Not yet, but that's a that's an obvious one. Yeah. It is. Yep. I had love a, it. Had a chat with Kyle yesterday. Come on back. And they the best keep part winning, about it back. was that he almost like he went so hard, like almost yelling at fans and lecturing them for a while when they were doubting the Mariners, like this team is good. And then he finally kind of got to the point where he was like, All right, I concede. I don't know, maybe this team isn't good. And then he goes out of town and they do this. So That's what happens. I, I was, mean, maybe, I, maybe it is just his fault. Very interesting that Shannon's looking at the division when the Mariners are only four back from the last spot in, uh, in the yeah, wild card. Yeah, with you. I've been checking the wild card standings yeah. more than the division standings. Uh, Texas is good. Yeah, they are. Texas is mashing the ball and they're very good at home. And Shannon's looking at the division. And I don't think they have a shot at the division. I don't think they have a shot with Baltimore. And it's it's just jumping over the Red Sox and Angels. And obviously you got to, you know, Blue Jays or Yankees, pick one of them. One of them has to slide. And then you're in. And I can't believe she's looking at the division. I just was like, good for you. In my mind, I was like, wow, good for you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I, they got no shot there, but good for you. That's yeah. positive. I was thinking more the other way like you. I keep checking the wild card standings. But maybe, maybe. Maybe there's a division shot there. We'll see. There isn't, um, Maura. Okay. Well, we were going to swing into um, the excitement over the fact that we have an all-star game coming up here. We have so, so many awesome. events going yes. on this weekend. Yep. But you were at the last one in 2001. I was. I, I, which is pretty cool. I, I haven't met yeah. a lot of people that got to go to that. God, no. Well, you make me sound old. So in 79. Oh, no, I don't think it's that it beg- was that long yeah, ago. Yeah. It's just, no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. But, everyone um, had that ticket. Yeah, I, I'm in 79. I begged my dad to take me to the kingdom and he looked at me like I was crazy. He took my uncle and they had a blast, an absolute blast. And he probably had a lot more fun uh, with someone his own age than a 10 year old kid. Uh, but in 2001, it was just special. Right. And that's that's a word I just kept thinking. It was just special. Safeco Field was basically brand new. It was special. If you've been around other, you know, open air with no dome stadiums in, in America, you there's only a few that are as nice as Safeco Field at the time. That's what we you know, that's a lot of people that transitioned to T-Mobile was difficult for a lot of people. And it was special. And then. I don't know, not to compare to times because it's tough for me because back then it was just these names, right? And I'm, I still am an AL guy. I'm an AL, I'm an AL watcher because the Mariners, my team is an AL team. So, you know, the starting, the starting nine, Roger Clemens, Yvonne Rodriguez, John Olerud, Brett Boone, and, and the Mariners, it, it was inundated with Mariners because it was such a great time as a Mariner fan. Alex Rodriguez, Cal Ripken Jr., one of my all time favorites, Cal Ripken Jr., Manny Ramirez, Ichiro Suzuki, Juan Gonzalez, and Edgar Martinez. So that was special. 
you were represented, and we talked about it earlier this week, that there was only one Mariner, Luis Castillo, and then you add two more. Back then, it felt like there was 12 Mariners. And when they all took pictures together and Jeff Nelson and the whole group was there, you know, Freddie Garcia and and Kazuhiro Sasaki. So that was special. The whole weekend was special. It happens in July. What's the weather like in July? It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So you just were around. And, I mean, at the time, I remember – even before the day before the game in the home run derby, you just went to a bar down there and just be around it and, and be around people and wear a hat, Mariner hat, and and talk baseball with people who were coming in. You didn't have many events at the time where the the U.S. America was coming to your city. It just didn't happen very often. And so that was also special. And then I didn't have many contacts, so it's not like I was going to get a pair of tickets from my last job or, you know, I was way down the ladder. So I did the old walk around the stadium looking for a scalp ticket, old school. There was no StubHub at the time. You weren't getting tickets off the Internet. So how am I going to get in? And I kept walking around, and one thing my brother and I figured out, obviously, with these World Cup uh, trips we take, you just keep walking, and if if you're okay with missing the first inning or so, the price was going to plummet. Yeah. And so I missed the first inning, and I bought a ticket. I think I I was asked by a buddy yesterday how much I spent. I think I still spent like 300 bucks because I sat right behind the plate. I sat 12 rows behind when the plate. When all of those stars are together, though, that's that's pretty awesome. And here come the goosebumps <laughs> because I was like, all right, where do you want to sit for a game like this in your hometown, in your home park? The weather's beautiful. What do you want to do? Just suck it up. Pay the money. And I was 12 rows, uh, 17 rows, somewhere right, right behind the plate. And so I was like, yep, there you go. Grab my beer. Go sit right behind him. People are like, who who is this guy? Because everyone was kind of established. It was corporate area. MLB was obviously, you know. So here I am, skinny little guy walking with shorts and probably not dressed up. And the game was amazing. The the game was amazing. I mean, Cal Ripken stole the show. He has a home run. First pitch he sees when he comes to the batter's box, the crowd stops and gives him a standing ovation to the point where he walks out of the box and acknowledges the crowd. Well, that was awesome, and that was my guy, and that was, and then the very first pitch he sees, he puts it into the bullpen. Wow. And I'm thinking, all right, money well spent. I can go yeah. home now. Yeah. And there's still all these innings. Tommy Lasorda gets knocked down by a thrown bat, and he goes tumbling like an old man, and he goes back on his <laughs> keister, and that was like, at first it was like, is he okay? Did he hit his head? And he pops up, and the umpire and the trainer comes running out to say, are you all right? And he wanted to say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm a little tougher than that. But it was one thing after another led by a Mariner contingent. And the season was special. The day was special. And it was just, it went on and on and on. And it still is one of the better events for not counting, right? I mean, it just didn't mean anything. But it was one of the better events that I've ever been to. Yeah, we have a texter 509 that says they were there too. And um, they have a text that says it was special and then specials in here like six times. Yeah. It, they, it, they agree with you. It was just one of those one of those <laughs> things where I didn't even think – like you go to some of it and, and scalp tickets is one thing. It sounds weird. But you say, all right, was that worth the money? I've never thought about the money I spent, right? You never think about the money you spent when and, – and I don't want to say life-changing, but a life memory. 
And yeah, I it's sat a core there. Core memory. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just you invested in the moment, the memories. Yeah. And I wish that sure my buddy was there or my girlfriend was there, but it was like, yeah, I'm not spending that much cash. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going down there. Yeah, that's the problem with doing that. You're like, yeah, no one else. If even if I commit to spending this, my friend doesn't want to spend yeah. this, so I'm just gonna do it by and myself. And so I'm gonna go down by myself and go to the Triangle Tavern, which I went to before and after every Mariner game that doesn't exist any longer. And Mariner psst, psst, fans, it's coming back. Is it? Yeah, don't tell. Okay. Oh. Well, it's good. Well, back then you knew the owners <laughs> and the same people that came and went. And that was something you just did is you went to the Triangle Tavern, then you went to the game and it was just a moment, a sporting moment in my life that I'll never forget. And it was, it's just so well worth it. Right. It yeah. just, it just lived up to everything. There wasn't anything. And it was, it was a fun time for the major league players, but they looked like they were having fun and they looked like they wanted to be there. And it just, Everyone performed, and you just saw these the number ones. I mean, back in the day, I hate to say back in the day, but it was just like a different, different thing where there were a lot of Hall of Famers on that field. Do you remember who won the home run derby in two thousand one? Only because I just saw it. Oh, okay. I, I, ju- I just saw it. No, I don't. You, know, you I don't. don't. Let's spoil it. Luis don't. Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Luis Gonzalez of all people. <laughs> of all people. And, and who got he had to a the monster year? Did he have the? Um, was it against Juan Gonzalez? No, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. So I mean, on the on the on the starting lineup on the other side, it was Helton and Bonds and Sosa and Walker and Piazza yeah. and Jones, and you didn't get to see those guys. It wasn't prevalent. The you know interleague play wasn't all over the place, and Randy Johnson was the pitcher, and so it's just it's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, really it quickly awesome. then for fans this year who want to go, you mentioned going around the stadium and all the fun stuff happening, and it wasn't it wasn't here in two thousand one like this. The play ballpark, which is happening at the, the All Star Village across the street at the Lumen Field Event Center. North parking lot is all full. So the outside area is free for fans to go check out. There's an entrance in the north and the south. If you want to go inside where there's like the more immersive experience, that's where the all-star clubhouse is, where they've they've uh, mirrored some of the lockers to look just like the lockers that the players have in their hometown locker rooms. And uh, the Cooperstown exhibit, there's a Babe Ruth, real Babe Ruth bat in there. It's being exhibited. Wow. I think it sold for $1.8 million. That was the tease I gave her. Yeah, it did. Uh, there's uh, an AI thing. There's a bunch of stuff for kids. There's fee- uh, a rookie field. They call it the Rookie Leagues field where kids can go and work out with some coaches. There's going to be icons and legends of the game. There's going to be Olympians that are in there signing autographs. Big deal. So if you want to get tickets, you can. But I don't know how long this promo code is good for, so use it quickly. Uh, so remember, it's the Play Ballpark offer. P-B-P-O. Play ballpark offer. Use that to unlock, I think they're $10 tickets. So you just use the abbreviated version. Yeah, of play ballpark offer, PBPO. Use that to get tickets to go to the uh, play ball park experience because it is very cool. The world's largest baseball. Uh, man, I, the list is big. You can look it all up, Google it, but play ballpark offer, PBPO. Make a weekend of it. I mean, you know, it's not just, you know, back then, to your point, it was the All Star game. Yes, there was a home run derby. It hasn't exploded like. Like it, um, like it has now today. But there are so many events. There are so many events. What's starting today? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Get down there. Just Do it. you know, go hang out, Mora. Make a memory. Like, <laughs> like make a, a memory. memory. <laughs> but the the, the the problem with that is now I'm not jaded, but it's like a friend of mine. Are you going down? I said, well, I might go down. He's like, hold it. You don't have a ticket. And I said, no, I don't have a ticket. But I did it, right? I did it like this one. Or no, what happened was really special and it really worked out. And then I'm like, it won't live up to it. So I don't want to be disappointed in that sort of way. But it it, it would still be. It might. Yeah, exactly. Positive. Look at positive justice. (laughs) Right on.
All right, coming up next, we're going to tell you everything you need to know. And then at 830, it's time to give the people what they want as G. Scott will join us. This is the Brock and Salk Show on the exclusive home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Astros 5-1 in the series opener yesterday. George Kirby went six innings, giving up just one run. That was his 14th quality start this season, which leads the American League. A. Eugenio Suarez went three for four with two home runs, and J.P. Crawford added one of his own. Tonight, Luis Castillo gets the start versus Hunter Brown. Three of four. Three of four, we come on home. It's not too much to ask. No, that's it. We're going quick. <laughs> that's it, Mora. Here's the second thing you need to know. Uh, Felix Hernandez got All-Star Week started yesterday by raising the flag on top of the Space Needle. I felt like uh, this from him was very relatable. I'm nervous. You nervous? I'm From being up here? Yes. First time up here? Yes. Scared of heights? Yes, sir. Okay. Once you get that out, then you're not scared anymore. I'm definitely shaking right now. Well, just lean against that wall. We got you covered. Don't worry. I'll try. Yeah, we got you covered. It's every man for himself up there. It's too high. I'm with Felix. Been up there three times, I believe, and I thought the third time was fine, and it was a cloud. It was in fog, and I got the worst claustrophobia ever. So first, it was was terrible, the heights. Gorgeous day. Beautiful day in July, and it was awful. And then the third day was claustrophobic, and just get down. Get down from there and get on the ground. It's really high. I agree. It's way too Too high. high. It's a pretty view, but it scares me. It's a gorgeous view. Um, (laughs) So he kicked off the All-Star Weekend uh, or week by raising that flag. And then today we have Ken Griffey Jr.'s inaugural HBCU Swingman Classic going on at T-Mobile Park. Tomorrow, the Futures game and the Celebrity All-Star game will be going on at T-Mobile. And if you got a ticket for that, you can. it's a doubleheader. You can go to both. And then the uh, MLB draft will be taking place at Lumen Field on Sunday. So, so much to do. Take the rail. Go down there. Don't worry about parking. Have lunch. We'll give you a list of places to go a little bit later ah. in the show. And then it's nice down there now. How do I say that? I mean, it's 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 beautiful area. It's gorgeous. The cloud cover, I don't want to say marine layer because I was tired of Brock saying marine layer uh, <laughs> down in San Francisco. I just got so tired of marine layer. Okay, enough. We get it. But is this... Is this supposed to burn off? What we uh, got yeah, going on? Yeah, it's supposed on? to be like 80 a day. Ah, yeah. yeah. Just head downtown. <laughs> head downtown. Here's the third thing you need to know. The Kraken introduced their free agency additions to the media yesterday. Defenseman uh, Brian Dumoulin that came over from P- Pittsburgh and winger Kyler Yamamoto both gave their thoughts on joining their new team. This was Dumoulin. Yeah, first off, Seattle is definitely um, one of the top places that I wanted to, to be, obviously. Um, a lot of it was just watching them play, having played against them. Um, you could really feel how hard they worked for each other. Uh, what a great team they have. Um, how how hard their forwards worked for their defensemen and vice versa. Um, you could tell they really play a, a real team game. And you can tell that that kind of stems into the locker room and talking with guys that I'm familiar with. Uh, um, a few guys have reached out to me, being some of my former teammates, Justin Schultz, Jimmy Alexiak, uh, Brandon Tanner, Jared McCann. Like, you just feel that they love to play there, and um, they love the group that they have, and I'm very excited to join it. It's a huge piece of audio right there. A veteran guy that's won a couple cups, wants to come here. He's got options. He wants to come here. 
I think I just can't gush more about, you know, he's obviously reached out to players that play here. What's it like? Literally, what's the commute like? How's the arena? What's the facilities, the practice facility at Northgate? It's, well, and four, like, former teammates, so he, he trusts that they're not just trying to yeah, recruit <laughs> sell him. him. Yeah. yeah, recruit him. But, you know, what's the culture like, top to bottom? And it bodes well for the future. Yeah, my, uh, my dad is, uh, you know, the reason I'm a big sports fan is because my dad's uh, from Boston and just a diehard sports nut. And oh, he's so, shoot. I know, so he's a Bruins fan and pretty much only watches them. Didn't know much about the Kraken yeah, until, yeah. They, until they faced them last year. And he just texted me like, I think they're the hardest working team in the league. Like just the depth that they showed last year and the amount of fight that they put up in the playoffs. Uh, I'm so excited for where this team can go. And it's cool to see that other players in the league are taking Absolutely. Those. Yeah. Good start for Ron Francis. All right. That is everything you need to know. Coming up next, it's time to give the people what they want. Oh, goodness. Something that you didn't you didn't know that that was G Scott's slogan on Friday. No, so you no. you were kind of laughing about that. Are earlier. you part of the know. people in that uh, sentence, sir? No, absolutely stretch? not. No, ab- absolutely not. <laughs> like him, love him. I've known him for years too. He'd be he'd be at the VMAC uh, for other reasons, sure. And uh, and I've known him. I've known him for years. We've always got along. I get along with those people. I mean, you know. But uh, yeah, great. We'll giggle, we'll laugh, Not nothing will get done, but give the people what they want. <laughs> totally disagree with that. All right, G. Scott's <laughs> coming up next. This is the Brock and Salk Show on your only home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. I, I can't hear her. I, I, I can't hear her. Justin, I can't hear her. Okay, sorry. Should be able to hear her. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi. Oh, hey, Mara. <laughs> it wasn't was just saying. me, right? You couldn't either? You look... No, I couldn't hear. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, we I, was, fixed. I was like, man. You, like, so you want to you start I it over? You want to do it again? I moved seats, I, yeah, so we may have. Okay. No, Welcome back. As we mentioned before, it's time to give the people what they want. We've got Matt Strett Johnson filling in today on Brock and Salt. And that's not what they want. <laughs> yeah, they do. And we're joined by G. Scott. Hey, uh, good morning, everybody. I'm I'm sure glad to be in here. I wasn't sure because one thing I've learned that when Mike Salk is not here, right, I'm really not invited on the Seattle Sports Station. As a matter of fact, when Brock and Salk, when they were gone for that long time, I did not have an appearance on the Seattle Sports Station. Like the other sports shows, they don't mess with G. Scott. It is cool. It's, it's no problem. Nobody. He doesn't need coffee. Nah. We nah, just, nobody, we all just nah, met nah, up at the coffee nah, machine. I'm just, I'm just venting right now. Like, literally, like, none of the sports shows bring G. Scott on. It's cool. So it when, sounds cool. It's cool. <laughs> so when it's Mike cool. is here, you're on? Yeah. But when Mike's not here, like, I'm not on. So Mike I don't Salk, get it. Like, even sometimes though, you're not here when Mike's like, not here. Here's the thing. Even though I dislike Mike Salk the most. <laughs> I thought so. I That's guess, what I thought. Oh, I dislike him. And I thought he, he disliked you. He does. Okay. And he's the only reason why I am back on the Seattle Sports Station. That's great radio. If you both dislike each other, that's a rating, That's ratings magic. Absolutely. Huh. Well, we're going to have a heck of a, a, a heck of a segment because we both like each other. Yeah, we do, man. We go back some years, years and years. Uh, yeah. This was year 20. 
that I have been associated with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I've known you since, man, man, who's that tall guy walking around uh, seeing you and what, what you did? It took me years. I don't think I knew what you did until, <laughs> until I jumped into media. I'm like, oh, that's what he's in charge of. Awesome. So I didn't even know you were at the Kirkland. I was going to say Kirkland shop. Yeah. That sounds so that that sorry, but I I, I started in '05 and that was in Kirkland, which was kind of special. It was kind of cool. It was this nook and cranny little yeah. stuff there in Northwest College, and and um, the VMAC obviously gorgeous and great to have the whole the whole company together. But I didn't know you were at Kirkland. Yeah, I used to uh, right there at Northwest College. <laughs> I wasn't even inside the parking lot. I was outside of the parking lot, and there was a dumpster that mm-hmm. was right there. And so I would clean all of the vehicles right there. I started in 2003. It was the first time I was cleaning vehicles. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I always say it all the time. Of course, Eric Kennedy, yeah. his his vehicle was the first one I cleaned. Uh, Coach Mike Hongram, I think you know him. That no, was the second. Yeah. Eric Kennedy's was actually more important. Because if you <laughs> screwed Eric Kennedy up, you wouldn't actually – maybe you wouldn't even be sitting in that chair – you know, m- moving forward, Eric Kennedy had more power, has, and is the messenger of good and bad. Do you guys want to remind people what Eric he does? Kennedy? No, no not no, at because, all. Because, <laughs> no, because here's here's the thing about Eric Kennedy, EK. And I know, and by the way, he's going to be so mad that I'm talking about him right That's now because right. he likes to stay out of the limelight. Because if I tell you what he does, if you're like, oh, Eric Kennedy, so what is what is his association with the Seahawks? And I say, oh, he's the equipment manager. You're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. The, it doesn't. Fit. I want you to think like, uh, like, like some type of a mafia movie that you watch, and there's some baker that owns a bakery right there, but he has a nice little bakery, but in the back, that's where all the stuff happens, and not everybody's invited in the back, and he also <laughs> is some sort of super glue, because I watched him keep people together. In a tumultuous time, and he's a super glue uh, mafia don. Yeah, sure. Yes, because you wouldn't think it's him. L- let me, let me, let me just. He's going to kill us both. Uh, yeah, he's, he is definitely yeah. going to be mad. You're I'll in do, trouble. I'll say one. I'll just say one last thing before we move on from this topic. I told Jackson Smith and Jigba, who obviously is a first round draft pick, I gave him some advice about the city of Seattle. And I gave him some advice about inside the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. One of the number one pieces of advice I gave him was get to know that man, Eric Kennedy, and don't get on his bad side. Just listen. (laughs) Just listen. Just listen. He's literally been around for, I think he's almost been like 30 plus years. He was an intern. No, longer than that. He was an intern almost towards the very beginning I mean, not when he was eight years old. I get it. I, I understand that part. But he was an intern yeah. in high school when he was in high school. Or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But he's also an awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome dude. And Mo Kelly. So yeah. Real quick. Yeah, well, don't but, cross those. Well, since we're talking those. about your time as, as, as with the Seahawks, I, I was thinking as I was coming in, I'm like, man, we're got stretch on the airways. And I know no one's going to ask you this. So I'm going to ask it. Oh, no. I want a story. I want you to tell us. Your most embarrassing moment <laughs> when you were working with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. I'll, I'm, I'll wait. <laughs> one, uh, one quickly comes off the top of my head because I called a player the wrong name when I was asking for an interview. You know, ask him to set up an interview, and he looked at me like, "You work here," 
And I was like, okay, well, I'm done with business with him. I'm out of business with him. Uh, but uh, an easy one, which was horribly embarrassing, was I'm an on-time guy. And I wasn't an on-time guy until I, in 2005. I was wait till the last second guy uh, when I worked at the other station. If we, start, you know, I would walk in at 5.57.50 for a 5.58 start or what have you. But the Seahawks made me an on-time guy. It's just how you... It's what you did. It's, you know, because you had to be a planner. Anyways, I missed a flight home one time. We, I asked my boss if I could go to March Madness, and we had a Sunday game, and I went to March Madness in Reno at a Reno trip that I would go to every year, and I said, hey, all my work's done. You think I can go to Reno, meet my friends, and I'll be back Saturday night, no problem. Fridays are a little dead, right? Sure. Saturdays are dead. Sure. And then you were at the stadium. I was at the stadium four hours before every game, Mm -hmm. three-hour pregame, and then – and I missed my flight. And out of Reno, there aren't that many flights to Seattle, and I was not hammered. I was uh, relaxed. I remember it was a long day, but I was in my buddy's suite. He had this gorgeous suite. I fell asleep in this chair. I woke up at 8 o'clock. I missed my flight. And so I walked into – the uh the the pregame set at noon instead of eight thirty. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. And I felt horrible. I had to call I had to call at the time I had to I had to call Dory. I had to call a couple people. I was you know, who gets you know, I had to call the engineer here, Park Paul Carvalho. I had to call all these things and my tail was so far under my legs, I was so embarrassed and I had to you know my boss was there. He was like, where, where are you? I had to call him? And he's the type at the time that he would keep it until the Monday morning meeting when we all got together. And I said, well, I would. And he's like, no, we'll get to you. We'll, we'll get to you. And it was just, you know, three days of sweat. And I was embarrassed. That's embarrassing because I dropped the ball, you know, egg on my face. It's not that great a story for the outside. Yeah. But for the inside, it was, it was yeah, that was awful. That was that was bad stuff. I think what makes that story so great and um, is is the fact that some of us, if we're late, and maybe we have that boss that's like kind of cool, and then some of us, if we're late, we got that boss that you don't want to be late for. Let's just say the stretch had a boss that you do not want to be late. <laughs> you talked about Eric Kennedy laying in the weeds. My department that I work in, you want to lay in the weeds. You want to lay in the weeds. It's not about you. It's about the players. It's about taking care of the players and, and making them feel comfortable about whatever interview they're doing. And nowadays there's plenty. Yeah. And And this boss of mine, who I'm very good friends with now, you didn't want to be late. You didn't want to be. You didn't want your name out there. You didn't want anything. And um, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was. It was. But it was another great learning lesson that hey, maybe I don't go to Reno that weekend. Maybe I don't stuff a Reno trip. Well, in. I just, I just want to say you going to Reno and then being in the suite sounds like a recipe for missing a flight. I don't know. I like how he said he was just relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just relaxed yeah. and I fell asleep on a couch. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Stretch did not tell the entire story there, but we'll let that pass. Yeah, that what else? Kind of what, what, speaking, what else? Speaking of relaxed, yeah. G, what was your 2001 like for the All-Star game here in Seattle? I was batting a thousand. <laughs> No, 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 I, no I, very relaxed at the plate. At the plate, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just batting a thousand. Like, 
Meaning, when I say batting a thousand, like batting a thousand for all of the activities. Yep, of course. That I was a part of <laughs> downtown Seattle thought, yeah. and yep. everything. Um, now, here's the thing. 2001 is still to this day the most amount of uh, Mariner games that I've ever attended in my entire life. I seriously was over 30 games. Like it was 2001 was the place to be. Um, if you guys missed it, I'm sorry. For those that's listening, that you were a part of it, come on now. Let's go ahead and reminisce. Let's go down memory lane. Let's talk about the magic. One of my most memorable times was now, no, I did not go to the All Star game, but I did go to Belltown Billiards. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Which was packed. Ooh. Ooh. Are you saying you think that was just as good? Not about Belltown Billiards. Belltown Billiards was amazing. It's amazing. So I, out of my league. I had no shot. No shot at Belltown Billiards. So, anyways, uh, 2001. It was it was magic. But it, but again. I told you guys last week, and I'll say it again, and I apologize because I got some flack for it. People were kind of upset with me. This year feels a little different than 2001. This year's All-Star Game feels like we're having a graduation party, but none of us are graduating, right? Like, everybody's coming to our house. We're decorating and everything, but we have no we have no graduates. All the graduates are coming here. In well, we 2000, added a couple more since the last time we talked. Yeah, that's right. We did. But it feels kind of like a consolation. It, it, was, it was like, okay, here's a diploma it's actually a blank diploma <laughs> you keep coming in and working your credits but in 2001 what do we have like eight nine 17 but it felt but the other part that you make a great point the other part was that was in the middle of a season where you knew the mariners were going to be in the postseason uh-huh. right this was just a party for us this felt like yeah actually this is such we are the perfect hosts because last year despite roger clemens and then this coming up year we're going to be part of it we are the story we are winning more games at a pace yes. at a clip we are hitting the ball at a clip and it was just like yeah of course it's here no doubt about it and and because i uh have a master's degree in petty <laughs> One of the things that at least you say it. One of the things that really stands out. Now again, I'm talking to those. You guys remember 2001? You want to know what I loved about 2001? The fact that our ex came back in town and we had a new boo. You see what I'm saying? Alex Rodriguez came back in town as an all star, and he came back to a house where we'll miss you. We got a new boo, Ichiro. You see what I'm saying? Like, life was good. So the pettiness, shout out to everybody that's petty. When A-Rod came back, he came back to a house that was better without him. But that was all right to be petty. I I don't, I wouldn't even put petty there. He went to the Texas Rangers. Mm Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers. Yeah, sure did. And then we blew up. Blew up. 47,000. 47,000 a game. I mean, 47000 a game. It didn't matter if you were out, out in the outfield sure. at the frat house. Yes. Standing behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. My parents were up in the third day. I'd visit them. That was the place to be. Right. That was, if you went to 20, I bet you went to more than that. I mean, because even midweek, but everyone, you just were downtown. You were downtown that season. Every, it, it was... It was so incredible that every time, you know how they put up on there, 46,000 or 47,000, it was to the point where I'm like, why do you guys keep putting that up there? It's a sellout every night. 
It's a sellout every night. You don't even have to put that up. But I told the story about pettiness and the ex coming back. And when the ex <laughs> comes back, uh, the fact that the Mariners at that time was doing better. So A-Rod was like, ooh, you guys are better without me. So which brings me to my next question. You, Mara, uh, Justin, and you, Stretch. Stretch, you go first. Have you ever um, were done in a relationship and she was doing better without you? Oh, come on. Come on. We can call him on the phone right now. Yeah, oh. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, she, absolutely. Are she, you kidding? Oh, she did better without you? Oh, man. She's been trying to get Justin's girlfriend on the phone during this segment for oh, a really? long time. She doesn't so. even exist. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's an easy <laughs> question for me. I mean, but, I mean, yes. but, but, but wouldn't that, I mean, that's the thing about A-Rod coming back in 2001 <laughs> is being in a situation like nobody likes that when you are, you know, relationship is over with and then you go and see your ex again and you're like, wow, you're doing 10 times better without me. Well, Would that be made a little bit easier if you had like a hundred and something million plus that you were pulling that moment? Like if you're A-Rod, you see the Monopoly money and you're like, yeah, but I got I got real commas in my bank account. I'm okay. Now, do you remember what happened? Sorry to cut you off. Sorry, both of you. I apologize. Sure. And God bless you for listening to all this, sure. more. Do, do you remember the A-Rod move that he did make going from shortstop to third? For Cal, be, for Cal Ripken. I didn't remember that. Now I did. I just read this morning. Yeah. And then, he, and then Cal Ripken goes to shortstop because he... A-Rod was voted in as a shortstop. Yep. Cal Ripken voted in as a, as a third base. And they flipped. And, and I assume that was A-Rod's thought. That was his idea. Maybe. You wouldn't think so. You probably... I don't, I don't know. Do I think that was A-Rod's idea? <sighs> he wants to be the main character you, you all the time. Wanna, yeah. You definitely <sighs> think that was his idea. I feel like I remember hearing later that Cal wasn't happy about it. Oh, he had to have been. Really? That's the way I remember hearing it. I know one thing. Whatever the case might be, it was an amazing gesture. So I don't know whether or not to give him credit for it. It was for sure. Now, you said as far as A-Rod when he came back, do I think that it mattered because at that time he had signed over with the the Rangers for a $250 million contract. And so to say that his money um, mattered more than that. Here's my experience around pro athletes. My experience is this. No matter how much money they make, right? No matter how much money they make, behind the scenes, not on the air, not talking to the media or anything like that, they are always talking about more or gaining more respect for how they play. It bothers some of these guys when they retire if they never made a Pro Bowl. It bothers some of these guys. Like, look, once you're Russell Wilson, that he's never won an MVP. Here's my thing: once you're rich, that I've learned from these guys, once you're rich, it wears off in like six months. You're rich. You're just used to being rich. Okay. After that, there's more. And, and stretch. You can tell stories about this. You know, these guys off the air sometimes are some of the most insecure people in the world. Actually, I'd argue the more money that they have, the more insecure that they become. Don't don't let it fool you. Don't let them fool you and tell you that they don't pay attention to Twitter, that they don't pay attention to social media. They watch everything that you say. Let somebody in the sports world, let the Mike Salks and the Brock Hewitts of the world say something about them. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> I, just, I just made $100 million, but what did he say about me? They are insecure. Well, we know A-Rod's one of the most vain of all time, too, so I guess that's a totally fair thing to say. One of my favorite things I remember is someone signed, and it was for some big cash. And he said, how much do you pay for your roof? 
I said, I'm, I'm sorry, what? What did your roof cost? I said, well, I don't have a house. I have a place over in Queen Anne, and there's 17 units, if you know what I mean. He's like, well, I think I got ripped off on my roof. <laughs> and I was like, well, my jaw just dropped because we were talking about a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. And that's what I found was not penny pinchers. And, and there are a lot of smart people with their money. They're smart with their money. Not everybody throws their money around and throws their money away. But I found like, oh, my goodness, you're worried about getting ripped off for your roof. I found that. Yeah. I, maybe that's a different insecurity of like <laughs> – and I said, who set it up? Well, no, my wife set it up, and I don't think they knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's – they. she met that. I said, man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, do you need 17000 I can get you seventeen grand yeah, for yeah. a new roof. Yeah, no doubt, hundred percent. But yeah, some are insecure, and some will always be insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think you you made a great point that when everybody around you is making some good money, that that goes away because it's all the same status. Yeah, it's all the same status. It, it really is. All it's a lot of times it's all about respect. So, but it is All Star Weekend. Um, what is everyone looking forward to this coming up weekend? What is the number? What's one thing that you're looking forward to? Coming up this weekend. Mara? Well, it's Monday, but I, I most want to see the home run derby. I want to see if, if Julio can get it done at home. It Yeah, very it, interesting. Is it is it me, but I think the home run derby is the most exciting part to All-Star Weekend. It can I, be. It really can be. I just think it is. Well, now the cash that they make, the winner gets, what, a million? Isn't yeah. that what we talked about yesterday? I mean, that's some serious... A million dollars, just, you know. I think for being the runner-up last year, Julio got about what he was going to make all year, yeah. Yeah. That's serious dough. So there's some competition there, right? The other one's just, it's... The All-Star game, do they compete like they used to when I was younger? Because back in the 80s, back in the 80s, and those listening right now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Back in the 80s and even early 90s, yo, they was competing. No. They was competing. Now they're all mic'd up during the game, having fun. It's No, it's not like oh, that. Oh, Root Sports just played the, the game in 79 where I begged my dad to go and he wouldn't take me. He took my uncle. Okay. And there was wipeouts at second base. There was there were there was some serious sliding at home. There was Gary See Carter's tough Gary Carter's, you know, tag from <sighs> from Parker's rocket arm out in right field. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, it was a real deal in the All Star game back in the day. Yeah. And then now the phase that the phase that it meant something. I love that that it meant something that the winning team that would host the you know, the World Series and you know, I'm a little late to the late to the party, but that went away. Yep. And so so no, there's no it's just kind of pageantry. So yeah. to your point, yeah, the home run derby and there's ego there and there's pride there. Right. Alonzo Alonzo loses to to Julio last year, right? Isn't that on his mind? Like I'm sorry, I'm going to go spoil the party. Wouldn't Pete Alonzo want to come spoil the party here in Seattle? Yeah, no doubt. 100%. 100% come, come and get it done. I, 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 man. So the home run derby is something that I'm uh, really excited about when it comes to this weekend. But, Are you uh, going to be at any of the events this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy is going to be. Uh, <laughs> your boy. Maury, your boy. Your boy. Your boy is going to yeah. be at. The, I'll be at the. I'll be tonight. I'll be at the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. the Swingman Classic. Of course you uh, will. I'm going to go of to that. Of course you will. And then on Sunday, what are you going to be wearing? What are you going to wear? What? I, I, you know what? Okay, interesting. You say that. I don't know what I'm wearing tonight. He's fashionist to the point where you I, don't ask what he's going to be wearing. You ask who. 
Because G, I, G's got some no, fashion game. No, 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 no. Who are you wearing? No, Versace? No, the, are you a big Versace guy? Not really. Okay. Not really. Right. Uh, this, me neither. But, but, but I'm glad you asked me that, Stretch, because this morning when I was leaving, um, I was in my uh, wardrobe room, and I was like, hmm, I don't know what I'm going to wear tonight, but I do know what I'm wearing Sunday because I will be the host of the MLB draft oh, wow. inside of Lumen Field. Awesome. So I'll be hosting that. I do know what I'm wearing there. Tie I, or no tie? Open collar. It, no tie. And I thought, I can't do open collar. I got to do I, 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 I gotta, something in there. I got I to gotta close it off. Something in there. But I got a black suit. I got my Christian Louis Vuitton shoes that sure. I'll be wearing. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. That's going to be in Lumen Field, the MLB draft. Uh, I'm going to, man, be hanging out with some of the top baseball players that's going to be getting be drafted. down there. Yeah, so I'll be there. But this outfit took me 22 seconds to put together this morning. <laughs> ah, 16 seconds. This, this outfit here. I found this on the floor, my top on the floor. I wear two pairs of sock two pairs of socks for this cold ice box. Do you like but do you prepare the night before? Like for an example, this outfit that I'm wearing, it took me about <laughs> that long as well, but all of my clothes always the night before. In my other life, yes. Okay. In my other life, yes. I don't want to think at four or five in the morning in my other life. Yes, I get up and I and I get things set and I make a lunch and the whole thing. We have to go more. We have we have clock integrity. Don't we have clock oh, integrity? Oh, do we have clock integrity now? We have yeah, not we had clock integrity today, G. Okay, well, let's keep them around. <laughs> let's keep going. Oh, no. Well, um, we only got about two minutes. Uh, training camp is coming up in two weeks. I'm definitely looking forward to Seahawks uh, training camp. There's nine different dates that's going to be happening out there on the berm. You'll have a microphone the out there. Of Lake Washington. Um, no. No, I don't. I won't have a microphone for training camp. I won't be doing anything. Can so, I ask the same question I asked Brock, too? Was G. Scott, is that all right, Maura? Yeah. And then we'll, yeah. Then we have clock integrity. Yes. Oh, yeah. What, what was that? <laughs> you walk out, you stand there, the team takes the field, they get into a scrimmage form, and you're going to watch one player who's the player Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Jackson, yeah. Smith and, Jackson Smith and Jigba, because uh, I don't know. I'm. It's, it's like uh, when you're buying shares of stock and you took, like, your paycheck for the last month and you put it all on one thing. That's me. All of my money is on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Well, he should be a full go in camp, right? Where they, they held him back a little just to make sure that he and Witherspoon both had their hamstrings healed up in OTAs. Yep. So yep. should get to so, see. Looking forward to it. Brock awesome. said Jamal Adams, which I thought was very intriguing and also the same, you know. Yeah, but I don't think you're going to see any 100% in uh, camp for Jamal Adams. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank you, G. Good to see, see you. you, guys. All right, coming up next, we are going to talk a little bit I'm about. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Is this like when I come in for answer the question jerk? And But that was like times 100. Was it? Okay, go ahead. Clock integrity. Sorry. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about this Mariners Astro series and what they can do in the rest of it. And we need your questions for answer the question jerk. Matt is there is the person that helped bring it back. So we're going to do that at 930 today. Please send in any questions that you have. This is the Brock and Salk Show on the exclusive home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app.